to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Here at the Bedpost Podcast, what I like to do is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have an in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality with me. But before we get started, I have a lovely guest in the studio today. I want to once again uh, direct you over to my Patreon. That is patreon.com slash thebedpostshow. Um, I'm doing a lot of fun little mini episodes that I'm having a lot of fun doing. I'm talking about some more kind of uh, intimate, you know, topics. I'm talking about prodoming. I'm talking about uh, my polydynamic. Uh, I'm very happy to provide this content and people are really digging it so far. So uh, if that interests you at all, little 30 minute solo episodes. Uh, I'm also doing like pics and videos monthly if you're at the highest tier. And I'm doing uh, audio erotica as well. Um, back in the day, I was an erotica writer, so essentially I'm taking like old stories that I've written, like erotic fiction stories, and uh, recording them for my Patreon listeners. So if you're into any of that, or if you're just a fan of mine, if you've been a listener for a long time and want to, you know, throw the artist a couple bucks, I would appreciate that. And you can do that all again, once again, at www.patreon.com slash show. So without further ado, I, I do have a fantastic guest in studio today. Uh, she's been very, very visible uh, as far as bedpost stuff goes, because she's a beauty that I have been using as a model. Thank you. <laughs> to help produce my shit. So please welcome to the mic, everyone. Chris and Tell. Thanks so much for having me. I'm oh. kind of like fangirling out right now. Oh, whatever. I feel for so long, <laughs> and to be on the podcast is like ah, my mind is just like ah. Oh, you're very sweet. I, I, I mean, the reciprocal is also true. Like I, I constantly just look at you and think you're the most beautiful person ever. I'm just like, how can I meet and work with this person? So I'm very happy that we've been doing that. Me too. It's really fun to meet people like on Twitter and Instagram and like just sort of like share back and forth and be like, oh my God, you're yeah. so cute. Oh my God, you're so cute. <laughs> and meet in person and like I've made a lot of friendships that way. Totally. That awesome. Yeah. I, f- I flirt with friends on Twitter constantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, check in their bio just to be like, oh, where are you exactly? In Toronto? Oh my God. Let's, yeah. Let's like hang out or something. <laughs> yeah. That's f- I Before I got Twitter, I didn't really know, but like everyone that I'm communicating with on there is like local and in Toronto and like people I know and friends and friends of friends yeah. and like people that then I end up seeing and, and hanging out with in IRL as they say. <laughs> the real world. Yeah, the Imagine real world. That. So you you have amazing uh, an amazing Twitter feed, an Instagram you. feed. You take a lot of photos. Do you consider yourself a model? I guess so. Because you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're very photogenic. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, like, I do a whole lot of things, so I don't like to consider myself any one thing. Yeah. I do photography. This is all on an amateur basis. I do photography. I started doing a lot of photos of myself, so 
doing photography and modeling, and now I'm doing, I've been doing photography of other people, having other people do photography of me, um, and doing lots of shoots like that. So yeah, photographer, model, both. And plus many other things. How did you get yeah. started in like taking sexy photos of either of other people or of yourself? How did that start out? That's a good question. Um, Thank I you. To, <laughs> yeah, really good question. Wow. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> people usually just say good question to stall a bit so they can think of the answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I've always been like a very artistic person and usually my medium has been film. So I've always like oh, made films and like been in them as well. I started, I think, like, several years ago, maybe, like, seven years ago, doing, like, you know, Tumblr stuff. Um, yeah. Back when Tumblr was still a thing. When and, it was still good, yeah. yeah. and so that was the place where I shared all my stuff and shared, like, you know, photos with, like, me and partners and photos of just me and, like, really loved that scene because it was, like, at least what I followed, like, creators for creators, people, like, who weren't professionals making their own stuff sort of like as a as an alternative to like overproduced like you know professional quote unquote modeling or NSFW content that you would see yeah um, so let's be clear the the photos and videos that we are referring to are yes. of a sexy nature some of usually them, yeah. <laughs> sometimes some of them more more or less suggestive some of them are uh, nude and some of them are not yeah but of a seductive nature I would say seductive. might might you yes, say I might say <laughs> you that. might say that yeah. <laughs> So I think I started, like, once Tumblr went down is when when I made my Twitter. Oh, cool. Okay, um, great. So I have two accounts there. So, like, one is SFW because I've, people are at W, like, a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be S for that, for them. But also I like to post my NSFW stuff. So I want anyone to be able to follow me. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, for me, I'm, like, I don't think I ever really post anything, like, completely explicit so yeah because I also thought for myself I'm like mm, should I have two where I kind of keep them separate for you what are the benefits of like having two separate accounts like that I haven't really thought about it that much to be honest I was just because I had my SFW first and yep. that was sort of like just a clone of my Instagram right um, yeah because Instagram you can't post exactly anything so. basically that's like yeah I was doing like you know like the most you'd use like lingerie stuff or just cute outfits um, so that was sort of a clone of that. And then once Tumblr died, I was trying out like some of the alternatives that were popping up, like Pillow Ford and stuff. And mm -hmm. none of them seemed to work out. And I noticed people were using Twitter. And I was like, I'm not sure now that I've built up people who are following me for like my SFW content, whether I just want to throw this now at them. So I made a separate account. I've, you know, really, I would love to have it just be one and that if yeah. you could tag each individual photo as NSFW so that that wouldn't pop up when people are on the streetcar, their jobs, or, you know, wherever they don't want to see. Yeah, nudity. that you could mark it as sensitive content yeah. or what have you. Yeah, that would be ideal. But I would prefer that, but as it goes, it's been working well, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what kind of stuff do you post on your not-safe-for-work account? Um, recently, it's actually been a lot of... Um, just photos from like playtimes that I've been having with my partner we're, uh, we're open so we play with other people mm -hmm. and sort of like the first time that we did that because uh, we're pretty new to this actually sort of the first time we did that we had gone through like a BDSM checklist and like found where our interests lined up with uh, the person we were playing with and one of those things was like taking photos and I was like oh cool so I just had my camera out and they ended up loving it and just taking so many photos and that's sort of being a staple now of like when we've been playing with people, oh, we're amazing. having fun, we're doing a session, but we're also getting 
these really great photos. They so are really great. Most of them have been that recently. Prior to that, a lot of the stuff is just like my girlfriend and I both really love to get creative with photography and we ran a Tumblr account together. Oh, cool. So a lot of that stuff is just like us coming up with an idea, setting up a shot, posting it there, or just um, photos that I've just done myself. If I get like a new cute outfit or yes. something or I'm feeling sexy one day, I'll just do a little photo shoot. That's so interesting that it kind of started as being like one of the yeses on your yes, no, maybe list. Like, yeah, I, I like to have pictures taken of me. So it was more, I'm, I'm interested that the intention was more about like the play and it be a turn, a turn on versus like, okay, let's book this photo shoot and, mm -hmm. you know, do a scene with that being the intention, like the material that we're going to get out of it to sell or just have as sexy times or whatever to look at. It, the attention was like it's no it was a part of the play yeah and then the product is that oh also we have these nice um, and really good looking like photos of it yeah and it really was a surprise the first time i was like wow this looks because i'm a very visual person and i really like for playtime you know i think like a lot of kinksters like let's take this seriously let's set a good block of time <laughs> and let's really have everything looking good we'll have a whole plan like it's it's like a script it's yeah um, very theatrical, so... Yeah, it's literally called it, a scene. Yeah, it really, so I think it really, like, lent itself to, like, photos working out, and I have a nice camera, and apparently people I know are, like, most people that I've done photography with or who we've played with aren't photographers at all, but they just have that eye, and it, it sort of works out. Cool. And prior to that, like, I was, I have done some that have been just, like, let's do a photo shoot. Sure. So I did a photo shoot with um, Sophia at the Virtual Chamber, and that was not a play, it was, like, Let's get some some good photos. Yeah, and I love that too. Um, you did that, that for me as well for bedpost promo. Yeah, and I yeah. I did some with you, which was super fun. That was like the best day. That was lovely. And yeah, you just showed me the poster today. It's so cool because I get to be like <laughs> you the look goth badass. Oh, girl. you look yes. You are like working. <laughs> yeah, that all just turned out so amazingly. Yeah. I just since we did that, and Paul who shot it had like his. Uh, you know, 96 frame, like slow motion camera. And I'm just like, mine doesn't go quite that high. I'm like, I need to get a new camera now. Like I need to be able to do that. But yes. That is Paul Aoshi, a bedpost photographer extraordinaire. Paul Aoshi is fantastic. So, okay. Talking about, um, you know, playtime and taking pictures of playtime. Where do you think like the interest of having pictures taken comes in like is it an exhibitionist type thing or a voyeurist type thing yeah that's a good question i mean both those things certainly come in into play i think i'm more of an exhibitionist than a voyeur mm -hmm. um but also it's just like to me like uh just like a record like a memory of mm. really fun experiences because i think when you have photos like i've been a filmmaker like my whole life so I have so much footage of like myself and my friends like we used to make skateboarding videos when I was younger yes oh my gosh I've seen some of your skateboarding <laughs> thank you that's so cool I'm like yeah oh my that, god that's what? really where I started doing like film uh films it was like skate films but really? oh so my god, I really so like cool. to have just like reminder records because when I play like I'm like this is hot this looks great and also then you get to see things that you didn't see before you know like I'm you know, tied to the bed and like, I'm being whipped from behind. And then I see the shot later and it's like, whoa, like my partner's butt looked great there, but I was just looking at a wall. You know? <laughs> what the 
What was I doing? So you sort of get to see after you like relive and add to the scene that you had. Oh, it's that's yeah. so true. Yeah, it's true. When you're getting beaten, you can't necessarily see all the marks or what happened, you know, or how the marks are developing like throughout the shoot. And yeah. it's like when you look at the photo after, you're like, oh my God, my butt's so red there. Like yes. I can see how I got those bruises. Like yeah, I do that all the time. I was looking at like one shoot that I did with Sophia and I could see like, oh, that was the photo where that bruise happened because I came home and my girlfriend was like, what's that bruise from? I'm like, I don't know. And then I looked at the photo. I was like, that bat, bat hit right that. there. That was it. <laughs> it's cool. So you're into impact. Yes. <laughs> Obviously. And what other kinds of kinks, if we're kind of talking about the types of play that people are going to see on your Twitter feed and whatnot, right. like what kind of other kinks are you kind of interested in? That's a long list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got an hour? Yeah. Yes, fact, I do. Okay. <laughs> uh, perfect. <laughs> Um, yeah, impact plan into, um, you'll see a lot of like chastity stuff, like chastity, yeah. orgasm control, like tease and denial, um, is something super fun that I like to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, when did that start for you or an interest for that start for you? Um, that's probably been about six years at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Was it something you saw somewhere and you were like, oh, what's that? Or like, I got to Google that when I get home or. Where yeah, did you come across like, chastity? Even? So I grew up like on like my sex education was through porn, like a lot of people, but yeah. through specifically like kink.com uh, porns, you know, kink.com. Sure do. So like that was all I watched when I was younger. And I think that's where I saw it. There was like a video maybe once and it was like, they had a chastity device. And I was like, what is that? Like, what is that? That's crazy. This yeah. is very interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I don't remember how long after that. Um, I got into it, but, um, yeah, so I ordered a device and like my first one was the CB 6000, which was like the popular one at the time. (laughs) I did like a lot of research and I actually wrote into like Savage Love. I was like, can you get me some info on this? Like people are writing a lot of stuff online, but like, what's the actual like safety precautions about this? And like, yeah, what do you, yeah, great, great stuff to bring up. What do you need to know if you're a first timer interested in chastity? Yeah. Um, wow. I don't know if I'm. Like, did he get the right back person. to you? Did, did, did you know he got back to me? Oh wow! And he gave some answer, and it was kind of brief. And then I actually wrote back. I was like, you know, thanks, but uh, like I was hoping you talked to a doctor or something. And he actually went back, and he did, and he talked to a couple doctors uh, about it. And basically, I was asking about like restriction because you're restricting erections. Yes. And then like. Um, like yeah, as if like, would that damage your you somehow if you you know. Right. Are trying to have an erection and, it, and you're constricted. Like, can that be damaging it in some way? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think basically the problem is there's not a whole lot of information about this Fair. in the medical literature. So I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to... I'm not you're an not expert, a, Yeah, you're not an authority, but, but, like, but you have some experience with it. Yeah. What, do you, what do you usually pay attention to when you're, you know you're going to be in chastity? So the sizing is, like, the most important thing. Of the device? Yeah. So if people are starting, like, one of those plastic ones that comes with different sized rings and spacers is good to figure out the right size. Don't start off with, like, I'm going to do it for, like, an hour, a day, or a week. Like, 
Wear it for a few minutes, like monitor it, see what's the right size. There's lots of good measurement instructions on uh, various websites of, of manufacturers. Mm -hmm. So that's a good place to check. And just, yeah, you want to basically, you just need to make sure that you're not going to cut off blood flow because basically it is like a cock ring that'll go around your cock and balls. And you don't want to cut off blood flow there, which would, you know, you can tell that if it's going like purple and it's cold to the touch, that's bad. Mm -hmm. um, like when you're not hard? Yeah. Or, yeah. So it, it should be fairly comfortable if you're soft. Yeah, it's super comfortable once you find the right fit. Yeah, Finding okay. the right fit is probably like somewhat of a process for people. Yeah. But and once you get there, yeah, it's super comfortable. Yeah, because they're kind of, they can be expensive too. So if yeah. you're, 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 you know, possibly buying this device that's like a couple hundred bucks and then it doesn't fit you, it's like... But there are adjustable, kind of adjustable ones, ones with spacers, ones with different rings. Yeah, like the one that I use primarily is called the Vice, and it'll okay. come with like, I think, four different size rings okay. and four different size spacers. Um, so it kind of like ends up working out for most people. And then they have like, you'll have already measured like your length and girth, and they have like three different sizes of cages okay. that you'll get one of. So it's kind of like a good way to do that. Yeah, if you're doing like the metal ones, I think they're like, I don't even know how much like... Uh, 500 bucks or something yeah, and yeah. they only come in one size so that would certainly be risky but the other thing is like overnight because you're getting noctur nocturnal erections so yes, a yeah. lot of people like i don't wear it overnight all the time sometimes i do and it doesn't bug me that much mm -hmm. and sometimes i don't because it does but just in general like i make it a practice to not um always have it on overnight because okay. yeah you're you should be uh, getting some exercise of that muscle, basically. Right, yeah. So so ideally, you really shouldn't be wearing it for, like, days straight. Like, you should be taking it off sometimes. Do you, what do you do? Do you take it off? For, so for night, you said, do you take it off, like, when you shower? Do you, or other times you might take it off? Yeah, right now, like, basically what we're doing is my girlfriend will unlock it, like, for overnight and just leave it with the key, like, uh, on the nightstand and then I'll put it back on in the morning and mm -hmm. present her with the key. Um, I usually, I can shower with it on. Um, you know, the trick that a lot of people don't realize about chassis is like, you can pull out of any one of these things. So okay. like, you just pull it out and wash. Like you don't have to worry about washing through the, the device or whatever. But, you know, every few days, like, I will take it off. Take it to completely as well, off. And then yeah. wash, give the, the whole thing a wash, yeah. Mm -hmm. how, um, how long have you been in chastity, like, at periods of time? Like, what, what are, are periods that you have done? Um, the longest has been a month, and I guess oh I've my gosh. done that twice. Um, the first time, like, and it depends what people, like mean by being in chastity I don't, I don't know what people have in their minds some people might think like okay you put the cage on and that's it for, for a month a month yeah i don't know how it is for most people for me it's like i'm being unlocked pretty regularly okay. to be played for play sessions and to be teasing the first time i was locked for a month like i did have an orgasm about a weekend the second time didn't have any orgasms um i mean the other thing for me is like i'm on uh hrt hormone replacement therapy so um you know, if you wanna if you wanna retain the the use of your penis, like you wanna get regular exercise. So um, beyond just like, and you will get less nocturnal erections. So it actually makes it easier for me to sleep in it. But my girlfriend and I will make sure that like on a pretty close to daily basis, like 
I'm getting some quote-unquote exercise just to make sure that the muscle... No, because it will, like, atrophy if you don't use it. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. There, she's letting you outside and run around on the grass for a little bit. <laughs> Get some exercise. Yeah, if that's what the kids are calling it now these days, <laughs> sure, yeah. And so what is appealing about it, like, on a, you know, mental, emotional kind of level? I guess it's like a power dynamic thing. Yeah. Um, so like what my partner really likes about it is like, it just makes her feel so much like, uh, makes her feel so much more powerful over me. We have like a DS relationship. Um, so to like have the key to someone's like, um, part of their body, like that you can choose like when they can access it or use it, um, is really like a big power trip and really fun. And for me, it's the same in the opposite way. Um, also, for me, it's like, it's a pink thing, and it's really cute. And I like to have, like, a pink thing that's really cute between my legs, because, right. like, penis is, like, not all that interesting all the time. <laughs> you know? But, like, this pink thing is, like, so cute, and Yeah, it's I love like it. wearing a piece of jewelry. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. And it's just, like, I don't know, it's, like, organized and, and whatever. But also, it, I find that, like... <laughs> it's organized. Keep things organized. I like things organized. You know? Yeah. Yes. It's... I actually do. That's where I'll look more into that. <laughs> yeah. Let's unpack that. Yeah. 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 But yours is like so metal, pink, and it's, uh, it's just like a... it's not metal. It's nope. a, some sort of plastic thing. Some sort of yeah. hard plastic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a pink one. In a pink metal, metal one. Because then I might consider getting you... a metal one. Have you used a metal one before? Um, I've tried like a crappy one just to like figure out what sizing might be. Um, but no, not really. Yeah. Can you pee in it? Yeah. I'm assuming you can if, yeah. Yeah. There's, um, it depends on the device. There's like holes or a slit at the end or something. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, you have to pee sitting down and it's so embarrassing or whatever. I don't know. I pee sitting down anyways. You can pee at a urinal if you want. I don't know what people, maybe some people can't. Um, yeah, I don't have any issues with that. Wow. So, okay. Can I ask you, are you in chastity right now? Yes. You are amazing. (laughs) How do you, okay. If you're walking around uh, in chastity, like just out and about doing your daily things that are not necessarily with your partner, a part of play, what's like your mindset? Are you thinking about it or is it, you know what I mean? Does it, does it have some sort of effect on you? Yeah, I think when people first start with it, yes, it's like a very new thing. And if it's something that you're interested in as a, as a kink, you're like, oh, wow. like you're I'm wearing a cage. Right, exactly. It's That's all you all can think time. about, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Once you've moved past that little first stage, no, not really. Yeah. It's... So then then it's more just about the dynamic that you have in your partner. And, and it only kind of comes into play when you're... Yeah, I'm not, like, thinking about it yeah, all constantly. the time or, or whatever. And actually, you know, the other thing that I really like about it is um, just taking the focus off. Like, there's so much um, in sex and sex play that is, like, focused and centered around, like, using a penis and a hard penis and orgasms and... Um, the male orgasm. Yeah, yeah. the male orgasm. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's a really nice... And you don't, obviously you don't need it, but I think that a lot of people who, who do this, it, it can get you to that place where like, hey, like I can get in touch with other really great sensations on lots of other parts of my body 
in the sense that like sex or play does not always have to have something to do with like chasing towards this orgasm or like focusing on this one part of your body mm-hmm. um so for me that's been something that's really wonderful because like i get so much pleasure like full body highs from like impact play like cbt like pegging prostate prostate play like and it's long lasting where the orgasm is like this flash in the pan thing so mm-hmm. it's like it's weird because i think part of the fetish that people have is like they're like oh i'm not getting any sexual pleasure and whatever i which i found to be like very much the opposite interesting do you yeah. think it might amplify other like other other sensations not being able to have it be penis centric sex yeah i think so or or kind of force i guess it forces you to just to switch the focus because you literally yeah. cannot so and it's not like you can't you can put a vibrator on there like yeah. you can come through it if you want yeah but it'll be uncomfortable i'm assuming um it depends it's yeah. not it's not I that i haven't how... done it that many times but it wasn't it wasn't that uncomfortable the last time i did it mm-hmm. then again i usually like do that well uh i'm getting pegged mm-hmm. i don't even like the term peg but we'll use pegged strap on play yeah i don't like I actually usually stay pretty soft during that. Yeah. So it's not like it's squeezing against the thing and it's like uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Ugh. I think that's very feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Oh, we, but, yeah. And also if you're in like a BDSM power dynamic, like it's just great to have that energy is like sort of always going on. So mm-hmm. like my partner loves for me to just like be submissive and that turns her on to be dominant. So like this really keeps that up. Mm-hmm. that you, energy going all the time which is great do you think it's um it might kind of do the same thing as like being collared yeah like I think it's so. a remind it's a physical reminder it's something on your body that is reminding you of your submission mm-hmm. you know and and of the dynamic like a physical reminder definitely yeah does it ground you kind of in your relationship oh it's really great for like connecting like yeah to just feel very connected to someone because yeah. your like sexual pleasure in one sense or you know um is entirely tied up in in this other person and so um you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yes I was, I was like doing that and i was like i don't know what grounding means and i was like maybe <laughs> like am i grounded <laughs> <laughs> like, like electrically grounded ground. no like, like a I'm grounded ground, outlet like, i'm in chastity because i'm grounded or something <laughs> oh, like, you like, can't leave the house and you can't use your dick yeah, go grounded. sit in the corner yeah yeah <laughs> no it's lovely i i think that's i actually kind of think that's romantic like to have that i find collaring very romantic mm-hmm. it's like giving someone like a promise ring if anyone yeah. that's like a vanilla listener like to have that physical reminder of your of your partner on you. Yeah. That's like very salient reminder of like your love, your devotion, whatever dynamic you have. Like, yeah, it's very romantic to me. Yeah. Does it feel that way? It does. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the many things like my partner and I have done so many things like that throughout our relationship. Like she had, uh, used to have like a necklace with like a little tag that I got her that said kitten when we first met and like she would wear that. And like, we've had a bunch of these little trinkets and things to just keep with each other, uh, that just sort of like keep a, a piece of the person with you so that's so nice <laughs> yeah, it's, very, it's very nice loudly crying emoji <laughs> <laughs> um amazing okay i think that's basically uh at the time where we should be taking a break Let's already 
<laughs> so let's do that. We have some amazing sponsors that you're going to hear from. And we'll be right back with Chris and Tell. take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all oasis aqua lounge is a water themed sex club located right here in toronto at 231 mutual street oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame free when it comes to pleasure and play check them out at their website oasisaqualounge.com Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Designed by Dallas Dominatrix Mistress Petra Hunter, the Sissy Kit provides all-inclusive training packages designed exclusively for sissies. So whether you're a beginner sissy or a full-blown sissy slut, these kits are perfect for those of you looking to spice up your play. These kits are also a great fit for those of you new to the lifestyle or those of you too nervous to visit a dominatrix. Kits are shipped worldwide with flat rate shipping and purchases are billed and shipped discreetly. To get started, visit thesissykit.com. Hello everyone and welcome back. I'm here with my fantastic, beautiful guest, Chris and Tell. Hello. <laughs> I just want to make that sound... But I'm sure it's you'll put it in like. Oh, of course, yes, yeah. <laughs> Look at my producer to uh, to yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's no producer. Um, hello, hi. Hi. <laughs> you also do burlesque, do you not? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do burlesque. <laughs> you might have performed some burlesque at a bed post. I did for example. perform. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which was again like a big fangirl moment for me because I was like, oh my god, I'm actually in the bed post because. I think that that's how I met you at a at a bedpost. Was it was I, I won something? You did. I've yes. won like three things there. So I'm like I'm so every time I've like ended up on stage. It's fixed. Yeah. One time I was like uh, flogging Roman hands. One time I was like holding up like porn images for someone who was talking about an essay and something, and then I like won that Virgenza thing, the yep. space age sex toy, and I want a flashlight. I'm just yeah. You just raking it in at yeah. bedpost and then i finally got to perform burlesque which was great and i had so much fun and all my <laughs> friends came and they were like the bedpost is the best i was like i've been telling you <laughs> like tell what you it takes guys. me being in it for you guys to come come on if <laughs> that's what it takes but, i yeah. mean <laughs> it is the bedpost is amazing oh thank you i appreciate that so much <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I was handing you something when you won it, and I was just, like, looking at you, and I was just, like, so taken by by your gorgeousity. I was just like, oh, hello. Gorgeousity. (laughs) We should Google that. Yeah. It'll be an urban dictionary. I didn't know if you remembered me. I was just like, I'm just a lowly, like, bedpost audience member. When we met at the ritual chamber, and you're like, I remember you from the bedpost. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, because you also shot the group of us at Ritual Chamber. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was <gasps> oh, so fun. That was so great. Those those pictures are f- fantastic. Thank you. That was a fun day. That was like a dream come true. Sophia was just like, "Do you want to come to the dungeon and just like shoot all shoot photos of all the doms?" I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Sure do." Yeah, there's one of me and Red Diamond that I love so much. We have, like, the floggers out, and you did that focus thing. Where oh, it's like, yeah. And I'm just kind of, like, slyly looking over at her, like, because I fangirl over Red, quite honestly. Yeah. <laughs> She's incredible. She is amazing. Um, so it's a very cute picture where I'm just, like, looking at her so adoringly. <laughs> I love the group shots, you know? Like, it's yeah. so fun. I have, like, sort of, like, a kinky group of friends that we get together and do photo shoots now mm-hmm. and it's so fun to just like do group get stuff. different people's creative energies and ideas bouncing off each other and like we don't plan too much it's just like see what happens it's so fun to Ugh. to bring those different creative energies together agreed talking about sophia because i think she's the the friend the main person we have in common probably she's like rock. oh yeah she's our roots um <laughs> And Sophia was just on the podcast last week. Um, Which was a great episode. Ah, thank you. She was great. Like, yeah, she's not like, you know, like public speaking is not her thing, but she's just so, she's so brilliant and so creative and so sadistic. Uh, Hilarious. (laughs) It's so funny. She's so, like, she's just, she's very giggly and she makes you giggle. (laughs) She's very funny. It's just a giggle fest back and forth. She's a very fun person. Yeah, but like, yeah, doing, I have yet to do like a booked duo with her, but like Mm -hmm. I've done, like you're saying, like a photo shoot, you know, a scene uh, where we're doing, um, duoing. uh, And man, she's just, I love that, like, she she brought so much to the table creatively oh, yeah. like i was like oh my god i love this like exchange of like energy and ideas like oh, so much shit that i would never never have thought of yeah at our we did a photo shoot a couple of weeks ago and some of them have been popping up on my instagram and twitter it's like four or five of us in like an alley being yeah. domly and like sophia was just like on it with the ideas like just every good photo i was editing them i was like oh yeah sophia suggested that Sophia suggested that she's just like she's got a ton of ideas up there it's great it's so much fun working oh, with her it's amazing so do you do you switch yes yes you do yeah very nice um is there um is it really fluid or do you feel more intensely about one or the other or yeah just like it probably more so submissive but Mm -hmm. it depends over time like right now yeah way more submissive yeah um you know a couple years ago i was primarily primarily dominant so yeah it does switch it does what it does yeah (laughs) and i think it's really fun to 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 do both really Mm -hmm. and i think for me it's been something that i've felt has really like um help just like level up my skills at both level up level up always leveling up yeah i um anytime i can kind of get with a switch and then we have the opportunity to like switch mid-scene for example stuff like that opens up play like 
insanely. Like, so if you're doing, I'm a big role player. I love role play. Like you can make a narrative do anything. Like you can pull out that like 11 o'clock moment where like the dynamic completely switches, like, like stuff like that. You, you have the freedom to do anything as far as like storylines and characters go like oh it is just the most fun (laughs) and i love to just like switch flipping like roles and like tropes like on their head is one of my most favorite things to do yeah yeah, in kink like my girlfriend and i like we were at oasis and like she's like in this bright pink like uh fishnet and like looking super like cutesy like dom yes you know like sadistically like cute but evil um and she had this like little pink flogger and she's like beating the shit out of me like i love that sort of stuff that's just like like a baby girl dom yeah yeah like taking like this um look is not usually like when we see it supposed to uh signify dominance yeah but let's do it yeah, it's not that, so. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not associated with dominance. Yeah. One I like, as far as that goes, is like the schoolgirl, yeah. the naughty schoolgirl. But she's a dom. She's a bully. She's like, you know, she's uh, sadistic. She's like, because when we see a schoolgirl, we usually think, oh, innocence, young, you know, yeah. submissive essentially. But like to be the schoolgirl, but be <laughs> the dom is like. And something I've been kind of researching more lately is, like, topping from little space. Yes. So, like, like baby, like, ABDLers, doms. Like, I love yeah. that. I love all that. All, all of the um, archetypes that you would necessarily associate with submission, them doming. Because, of course they can. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, how interesting is that? How many layers now, then, do we have of, like, interesting shit to play with? Like, It's great. It's, like, my girlfriend and I were really into that, like, a year and a half ago with, like... Because it's DDLG, and then what were we calling it? Like, Daddy Sub Little Dom. Oh, love a Daddy Sub! (laughs) Yes, Daddy Sub, exactly. It's super cute. It's fun. It's just weird and different. A subby daddy is great. Because why not? Why couldn't that be a scene? Yeah, well, like, the caregiver thing sort of is, like, you're doing... You're in service. It's acts of service. So, like, yeah, it, it can lend itself to being a submissive... Absolutely. In a submissive dynamic in a scene. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so fun. So, okay. <laughs> we didn't talk about burlesque. Yeah, that was us talking about burlesque people. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> okay, so burlesque. Okay, so when you did when you did Bedpost, you did kind of this, like, yeah, this real kind of punky, gothy, yeah. perf- alternative kind of a persona. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty, like, just... I mean, I was just, I used the Sisters of Mercy song, very goth, and I was just trying to, like, you know... Be a badass. Yeah, my most badass, like, persona, (laughs) like, all black, like, shades, like, I started off by, like, just chugging a beer. Yeah, you crush a beer. (laughs) It was, yeah, that's a super fun act, I really like it. And then I try and work in some of my, like, actual, which I know, like, three, like, dance moves or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it makes burlesking like a hard but b easy because I'm just like okay there won't be any dance moves I'll just have to put together a really like good outfit and just walk around looking like mm-hmm. butch as shit and like just own the stage and like be like I don't have to dance because I can't um, but you don't know that yeah that was really fun where did you develop that act um, I took a burlesque class and this is when I started doing burlesque I took two at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. At uh, Toronto School of Burlesque. Oh yes, and another red. 
Yes, yes, exactly. Another red that we know of, yeah. Um, and so my first act was, like, very, like, uh, femme, and I was, like, wearing a dress, and, yeah. like, and then for my next one, I was like, well, I guess I should just do the exact opposite, so that was my second act that I developed there. <laughs> Show like, your range sport. as a performer, yes. Yeah, because I was like, I don't want to do the same thing again, but also all my clothes are black, so, so. I'm still trying to put together, like, a really good pink outfit and do something like that, but Ooh. I haven't come up with it yet. What is the, do you have like a concept in mind or like a vibe in mind? Um, I kind of wanted to do, well, I want to do this song by William Shatner called You'll Have Time, which is just about <laughs> how you're going to die. It's just like, you're going to die. It's happened to a lot of people I know. And it's just like this lounge song. And I wanted to just like come out and like not address the song and be really cutesy and pink. Someone's going to steal this idea. Don't steal this idea. <laughs> TM, TM. And copyright, just like copyright. be really cutesy and pink and just do like a strip. Tease, yeah, like, to yeah. this weird song by William yeah. Shatner. I'm not sure, like, it would just be fun to see, like, how it reads to the audience, I think. I don't know if yeah. people would be totally confused or find it funny. Yeah, I've also done, like, I've done traditional burlesque routines that are, like, all the choreo is very traditional burlesque. The costume is traditionally burlesque, the song is traditionally burlesque, but I've done it with, like, a ball gag in my mouth. Yes. And I've done, like, the Betty Page you know, wig or whatever. So everything is like very legit pound up, mm -hmm. um, except she's just drooling the entire time. <laughs> I was really proud of my proudest moment in burlesque was like, uh, I did a show at Cherry Cola's and like, I just played like on the weekend, like a couple of days before and I had all these cane marks on my butt. Nice. I've been thinking about that a lot when I saw burlesque. I was like, I don't see people often look like a lot With of marks. Burlesque. Everyone who does both, not everyone. A lot of burlesque people. There's a lot of crossover. And I was like, I, and it just so happened that I had the butt bruises. I was like, this is great. Like, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I've totally done a, um, yeah, I did some, some kind of badass song for, uh, at an Oasis performance I had, like I do a lap dance tutorial class there. Oh, yeah. So I do like a little performance first and then I teach a little lap dance class essentially. So yeah, I had like, I think I was with somebody that like just really liked to just bite my butt. So I had like so many of these bruises on my ass and I was like, okay, I'm doing a burlesque performance. I, I need to be showing my ass. So like yeah. now this needs to be like the concept to this piece Art essentially. Yeah. Because like you can't not like, they're so crazy. Like all these bruises, like yeah. these circular bruises everywhere all over my butt. Like I got fire cupped on my ass. <laughs> like they were so distinct, all these weird bruises. I'm like, okay, this now needs to be like the concept of the piece. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So. And what did you work into it? Oh, I was like, it was like, yeah, I ended up doing a fetish number, essentially, like a, a burlesque fetish number. Um, and then the other, the other part of it is the night I teach is bump and grind. So it has to be 90s R&B stuff. Uh, right. <laughs> so I did like Nasty Girl or something by like uh, Paula Abdul. <laughs> like, I'm just seeing you could get like all those like wacky teeth, not the denture things, but like from the... <sighs> You know, funny store. See the your funny creative. store. Yeah, the funny. You know, you know the funny store. The funny store is that like <laughs> go to your local funny. The funny store, <laughs> and like just stick, just bite your butt with those like those little chompers. Uh, and just have them stuck on your butt or something. See your creative. Yeah. See, you could have made something probably a little more creative with that. No, I'm, I can't come up with ideas. I can just hear someone's already good idea and add something that also is good. <laughs> That's my only skill. It's a difficult skill to work out in life. You have no, to seriously. Constantly be collaborating with people. Yeah. 
we'll get, I'll get together with people and they're like, yeah, so let's do this idea. I'll, I'll be like, tell you what, write out the whole thing and just give it to me. I'll just make it a little bit better. I'll amp, I'll amp it up. Yeah. I'll bring it to it. the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the, what do they call it? The, the, the mastering person. Ah, you yes, know? I just yes, put yes. that final touch. <laughs> On everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's a very exciting event coming up sometime soon. Yes. You have, you have Montreal Fetish Weekend you're working. Yeah. I'm going to be at Montreal Fetish Weekend and I'm going to be modeling um, for the fashion show on Saturday, August 31st um, for Wicked M, which is a lingerie company that's super cool. And they make lingerie for like all genders and people with packages and all sorts of super cool, interesting stuff. Yeah. I have, I don't even know what my thing is yet, but I went and got custom measured. So they're making a custom thing for me and I'm so excited. It's going to be my first like fashion, proper fashion show thing. Like a runway. Yeah. And it's Ooh. just like the perfect, obviously like uh, com- company and like brand for me. So Amazing. I'm super hyped about that. And I've never been to Montreal Fetish Weekend. <sighs> I always need an excuse to go somewhere, you know, like I'm doing something there. So this is perfect. Yeah. Have you been to Montreal before? I've been to Montreal. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, Because, yeah, about like the lingerie, you're saying uh, with people with packages, like, is that that's something that doesn't really exist, right? Like a pair of nice frilly panties or something like that, Mm -hmm. that has like a pouch on it. Yeah. That's not something that really is easy to find, I would assume. You know, I'm not really sure, because I just wear panties for people. Yeah. Um, so, panties for people. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> but no, this is actually honestly a question that a lot of people with packages ask me, is they're like, where do you find, how do you find panties to fit? Because it seems to be difficult, and it is. And so this, you know, is a wonderful thing to do, and there should be more people doing that. Yeah. Um, and for me, there's just, like, there's certain tricks that, like, if you look for, you figure out your size, the material like cotton stretch is good. Right. You can wear panties. It's cool. Well, if you're trying to wear like just the really like a lace thong that doesn't have like any elastic at the side, you're going to be, your package it's gonna is going right. to be slip sliding around. So. Yeah. 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 So elastic. Yeah. Elastic and something that's kind of stretchy. Exactly. And if you're not, if you don't have huge big old balls, you should be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. I mean, and usually when I'm like, wearing like i tuck a lot okay um, yeah so for right. that i use gaffs but then if you do that then you can wear whatever you want over if you don't want the bulge look mm-hmm. but yeah i think the bulge look should be more of a, a visible thing one of the things that i'm doing this summer is the dress bulge yeah because the main thing that i don't like about chastity cages is like i can't wear all my like tight jeans and like tight dresses and then I was talking to people, and they're like, just have the bulge. So I'm yeah. just having the bulge now. People should get used to dress bulge and deal with it. Fucking deal. You know? So that's it. I like to be in Jassy. I like to wear tight dresses. Fucking deal with it. Brought them together. I don't know. Finally. Yeah. Someone had to, someone had to do it. Finally. And, someone. You know. Yeah. No, but a lot of people do ask people, like, who are, like, uh, yeah, any people with packages, like, ask me a lot about that, like, what do I get? How do I get it? And, you know, more companies like this, I think, is, like, a wonderful answer. Yeah. So what's the company again? It's called Wicked M, and it's uh, just Wicked and then three M's, M-M-M. Mm. They're based in Montreal, and super cute, super cool stuff. Yeah. So I'm super excited. And you have no idea what they're making for you, but they're custom making you something. Absolutely no <gasps> idea. 
Yeah. Have you ever okay. actually walked a runway? Like, even as, like, at the mall fashion shows, anything like that? There's mall fashion shows? Oh, my God. When I was young, okay, okay. When I was, like, eight, like, my mom and I would dress up, like, to go see the mall fashion shows. Like, kids walking in a mall fashion show to show off just, like, I don't know. Like, I guess stores that were in the mall, like, oh. contributed clothes, and you could go and watch them. You've never heard of a mall fashion show? This seems like one of those Berenstein, Berenstain Bears thing, like an alternate <laughs> yeah. universe, like a mall fashion show. Mall fashion show. That. That sounds she amazing. would paint my nails. Like, what? we would go all out to go and just, like, watch the mall <laughs> That's so me as a kid. I loved, like, playing dress-up and, like, doing fashion, like, just putting on all sorts of crazy outfits. Yeah? Look at me. Yeah. Yeah? You put on, you did the whole dress-up thing when you were young? Yeah, I think, like, I was probably, like, four or something. I was just, like, my look was, like, the motorcycle dude. Like, I had, like, leather (laughs) pants and, like, a leather jacket, and I did that for, like, a year. And I got into, like silk shirts, like, unbuttoned, like, halfway down. No, no. like, my look, I grew up my hair yeah, I just did, like, all the looks. Like, I was obsessed with that stuff. So you're into... Were you always into fashion? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yes. I mean, you always look very on point. It's Thank very you. thoughtful. Every detail, Thank when you. I see you, it's always like, oh, you are put together. <laughs> like. Yeah. At this point in my life, I've really simplified it, because I've just said no to all colors except black and pink. Yeah. And it just makes choosing your outfits so much easier. So I'm really at a good place now in fashion. It's always been good, but like it's too much decisions to make. Yeah. Too many decisions to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a lot of pink? You have, have the pink, pink you have yeah. the pink hair, you got some pink makeup on. Mm-hmm. Nails? Nails. I usually do, yeah, pink, pink nails, yep. pink lips, pink eyeshadow, pink hair. And then go black on the outfit. Yeah, usually like black and then like if I can like a pink in the middle, like pink stockings and then black on the shoes. Yeah. It's hard to get actually too much pink. I don't have too much pink clothing because with the hair it's like it's a lot. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Do you have always pink in your hair? Um, Do you have, have you done other colors? I actually started with purple. I think it like I dyed it for the first time like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I started with purple, and then the next time I did pink, and now it's just been pink yeah. forever. It's sort of my trademark, mm-hmm. so I think I have to stick with Gotta it. Gotta stick with it now. Yeah. The thing I didn't realize is like when you have pink hair, like everyone knows you and everyone talks to you. Yes. Which at the time I wouldn't have been, I would have been like, oh, I don't want that. But actually it's really nice and lovely, and a lot of people talk to me. And it's wonderful. It's a gateway conversation it. to be like, oh, I love your hair. It is. I, ha- I meet a lot of people and have a lot of great conversations with people because they're like, I love your hair. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yeah. It's lovely. So are you excited to go to Montreal? Are you going to make like a weekend of it? Are you going with your partner? Are you going with other people or other people working it that weekend? Yeah. So my girlfriend and I are going together. Hopefully we've been like organizing with some king friends to come too so hopefully we'll have a bit of an entourage we're going for the weekend and then the week after i'm super excited about because we rented a cottage in quebec um and we're calling it the porn cottage (laughs) because we rented this beautiful looking cottage Mm -hmm. and i didn't know why we were looking at like all these like my girlfriend was like oh we gotta like find a great interior and all this i was like don't we I'm looking at the docks. Like, who cares about the inside of the cottage? And so she was like, no, no, I want to no, shoot, we're like, filming. a lot of I was like, oh, I'm on it. And then we did, changed the search entirely, so we found this great place, and it still does have a beautiful dock, 
but like we love to make like our own like amateur content and yeah. film stuff and we've just sort of been ramping that up mm-hmm. recently like our production values and stuff uh-huh. and we just got a light so like we're just gonna make some great awesome content yes and is this something you have kind of like videos is that something you have done professionally like selling them before no because i know you're kind of not sure what's happening with that maybe something might happen with videos yeah like tumblr was our space and we still don't have a space so we're not sure what what exactly where to go with them and whether like they're going to be like we just do it for fun so i'm not sure what it's going to look like um but yeah we went to a cottage last year and we didn't plan to but we it was it ended up being very beautiful and we just shot some of our play together yeah like this is great this is really fun and it's a wonderful uh creative experience like we both love that so much it combines like all of our shared interests like kink and creativity and making films and and like aesthetics watching each other looking hot yeah is she visual too very visual too yes yeah she like i have we have um wi-fi connection to my camera um that goes to my phone so we can watch like as we're going so she loves to like watch as we're filming Mm -hmm. and like look at the camera and it's like that's a big turn on a big thing (laughs) it's a big awesome thing i mean for me too like it's it's really cool yeah yeah i love pictures yes i'm also equally as visual yeah we um we have this thing um that we want to kind of start uh somebody has like some sort of small camera like really small camera that we want to uh be filming like doing speculum stuff and be like like incorporate somehow into medical play where like we'll have the camera hooked up to like the tv so as you receiving like whatever play is happening fisting play or whatever like there can be a camera set up so you can see it on the monitor while receiving we're gonna like make some sort of scenario because you know when thing a lot of things are happening to you as we said like you can't necessarily see like from the person their what they're seeing you know mm-hmm. so if you're a visual person you're kind of missing out if you're just lying there and not able to really see what's going on to your bits yeah so like we're we're trying to figure out uh how to, how to make this work that sounds super cool <laughs> so that'll be on the tv so you can kind of watch yourself getting receiving whatever is this is this going to be like the first du- do other dungeons have this like, oh it, this is not a dungeon chamber. no oh, i'm talking, talking about, about <laughs> at your house i'm talking about just just friends okay, cool. <laughs> but... <laughs> i assume you were talking about the no, that's awesome. yeah um, be like has anyone else set something like that up like that sounds really cool yeah the only thing that like i think the only thing that reminds me of it i don't know if you ever saw the film hard candy no I haven't. <laughs> it's it's pretty freaky yeah uh, i get scared really easily so okay that is not yeah, one for you but she does have some sort of a scenario where she's setting up um it it, it and sorry spoiler alert everybody who hasn't seen this movie that, that's 15 years old uh but uh, <laughs> but she um she manufactures doing that exact same thing so it's actually just a okay. video of a procedure right. um but she makes him believe that it's what he's what she's doing to him currently oh but it's just a procedure that but so uh, she tricks him into thinking that she's Are like... Are you going to do that, too? I mean, that That's that is a great okay. DS scene. A really yeah. great kink scene. Yeah. Right there. Like a fear play scene. Yeah. Yeah. 
As long as you tell the person beforehand, mm-hmm. we're not actually going to take your spleen out. Or yes. I don't know what medical what it... procedures there are. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, cutting off your balls. That's one, yeah. Something like that, uh-huh. you know. Uh, there, there could be some very interesting options. <laughs> as I tent my fingers uh, very evil, evilly. <laughs> A friend was telling me about these, like, she was like, oh, yeah, I saw, took some pictures of these, like, castration devices or whatever at the hardware store, animal store. I'm like, where did yeah. you see this? And I thought it was just going to be these big, like, you know, the shears, like, where you cut the ribbon to, like, when a ship opens? I was like, yeah, the big shears. It was, like, this weird, like, circular thing with, like, the, I was like, hey, how does that work? Can't you just get the shears? And she was like, you just put, like, a little band, and, like, then, like, mm-hmm. a day later, they fall off. And I was like, oh. Oh. That's anticlimactic. That's a long scene, too. <laughs> That's too long. That doesn't hold my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I also have a friend who has like an animal speculum. Like, so it's like three feet long. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're working up to somebody eventually actually trying it in some way. Because it's like, it's so insane. It's really more of a display piece. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, they got it from Northbound for like really cheap. Really? Yeah. I th- and I think they they were misquoted the price and then and then uh, they you they know they got it. it for yeah and then they just honored Whoa. it like it should have been like four hundred bucks or something cool <laughs> that, I mean just as a display piece that's amazing yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool to look at yeah and they're ones that have like like the you know big red I don't know if you've ever heard of that butt plug no. it's just the most massive butt plug ever okay. like you know it's a foot wide like it's <laughs> just the most massive and it's essentially just used for like fear play like you know oh, like, okay. don't fall on this thing don't fall you know stuff like that like like there's no one who can actually get this thing the whole I mean time. maybe somewhere in the world somebody might I I've seen I've seen some yeah. pretty intense uh, anal porns up their butts yeah it's true yeah I, 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 I feel like for sure somebody could. Yeah. Not, no one I know. We're putting the challenge out <laughs> to any bedpost listener who can take the whole thing in your butt. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we should be wrapping up. So sad, so sad. Um, would you like to give your social media things, since we talked yeah. about all your lovely Twitter accounts and all that, uh, let the people know where they can follow you and uh, buy your content and view your content and whatnot. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have anything for sale, but you can view everything for free. Great. Which is even better. Um, I'm on Twitter as Mansions of Hell. That's my safe for work. And Casey Bolin is my not safe for work. And I'm on Instagram as NB in the Underworld, E-N-B-Y for non-binary. That's me. Amazing. Um, and you're the poster girl for post, for Bedpost this month. I am. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> and we also have more, I have more photos to reveal from that shoot still. Oh so I think next month you also may be the poster girl <laughs> for that month too. <laughs> So lots more to come, uh, uh, just in the bedpost world with with Chris and Tell. So okay, uh, as far as bedpost stuff goes, you guys know if you're in the GTA, we're doing the bedpost stage show the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. in the Social Capital Theater. My Instagram for bedpost got deleted, so uh, the best place to find out about bedpost happenings right now is Facebook.com/slash bedpost erotica. 
You can follow me at my prodom stuff at the Lady Pim One, both on Instagram and Twitter, though I'm a lot more active on Twitter. If you want to email me about bedpost stuff, it is the bedpost sex show at gmail.com. And uh, last but not least, we have original music on this podcast by my good friend Stephanie Copeland. Go check out the rest of her music at stephcopelandmusic.com. Last but not least, Chris and Tell, you've been a lovely guest. Thank you. You've been a lovely host. Oh, well, uh, we're flirting, everybody. Uh, oh, God. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, I'd love to have you back anytime, and I'd love to have you on the Bedpost show again as well. Yeah, I would love to. I have a new amazing and uh yeah thank you everyone who's uh listening right now we'll be back next week with another fantastic guest more conversations about sex and sexuality have a lovely week everybody bye this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network so